0: The outdoors has been a place of learning since the beginning of time here on the Carolina Outdoors. We're going to celebrate a little bit about that education in the outdoors. And we're going to find out how we're using the outdoors to learn recreationally, but also academically. Your host here on the Carolina Outdoors, Bill barty and Wes Lawson. Wes, this is right up your alley because you've got quite a resume in the world of education.
1: Yeah, but this is going to be a little bit different than what I did since I went so often on a more traditional path. But this concept, which is not a new one, of gap years, is one that has really been embraced by more and more families over the last few years, especially post-pandemic. So it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about that and doing it in a way that is more nature-based, more holistic, and very unique.
0: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that, because many of the uh, schools that maybe our listeners would know, uh, Knowles, the National Outdoor Leadership School, Outward Bound, Mm -hmm. both of those 60-plus years in existence kind of brought this type of curriculum on board. I would not have called it mainstream until recently. And, of course, uh, the growth of homeschooling over the past 30 years or so, the growth uh, and change in education with technology, even for outdoor learning, Mm -hmm. how it's come into effect. And then guess what? As you mentioned, the pandemic happened. And this thing called a gap year uh, uh, became more mainstream if that's the right word and we're going to learn a little bit about that by having a 20 year plus year educator hub not who is the co-founder and executive director of the living earth school in virginia join in on the carolina outdoors so we can find out about how we learn in nature and then about a gap year program that's going on with hub so hub welcome to the carolina outdoors
2: thank you I appreciate it a lot. Thanks for having me on. Well, beautiful day up here in Virginia.
0: Well, let's talk about that because there are a lot of kids in classrooms who, who yeah. um, you know, are, are indoors learning a little bit. Talk to us a little bit about, first off, the, the mainstreaming of experiential education and um, talk to us about the positives that a beautiful day can bring to someone who is being educated
2: right perfect um yeah i think there's the i mean i grew up going to school where we sat in the classroom all day long and for me being dyslexic growing up and struggling with that sitting environment i was more hands on learning that i think for certain kids it just doesn't work great for and i think they're losing a lot of opportunities of learning there so and a lot of schools are doing a lot more. We're doing some here in Charlottesville where we're working with the kids and taking them outdoors and doing projects with them or challenges. And they just get so much more engaged. And when they go back to actually sit in the classroom, their whole nervous system is calmer and they just are a lot more focused is what the teachers report back. So um, I think there's something about using their hands and engaging with something that isn't necessarily as linear as we're used to learning. And I think that is really healthy for their brains, just to kind of stretch and think about possibilities. So, well,
1: yeah. you know, the, the the modern school classroom was not necessarily designed with the student learning at the forefront. It was designed to allow one teacher to oversee a large number of pupils and to convey as much information as quickly as possible in a quiet space. Right. And that right. doesn't always work for most of us because, like you, as as a young person growing up who didn't know that everybody else didn't have words that would change places on a page, it could be very frustrating to try to sit there and simply listen or try harder. Um, but what Living Earth School does is going even beyond that. How do you how do you see your place kind of in the the market, but also how do your students? find out, how do they sort of self-select and find out about living earth school right. and, and move forward?
2: Um, that's a good question. Um, I, so we have like a one to six, one of staff to six kids ratio. And part of that is because one of the, like we're, we're really big on mentoring and mentoring means like showing up for the individuals. And I think there's a lot of kids lost in the system of school where the teachers overwhelmed, overworked and a lot of kids fall through the cracks and, For us, it's like we actually staff come together and discuss the different kids and be like, try to figure out like, how are they learning, where are they struggling, and how do we work with that? Um, I think there's a lot of, you know, and then the kids keep coming back because they're like, wow, you guys are you treat us respectfully, and you're the only people that see that. Hey, I might be into really in the butterflies or into something else, and we will ask questions and help them engage with it on a deeper level and ask questions that they never asked. So. Um, I, a lot of people, people I mean, some kids find out about us in schools and different things, but I I imagine a lot of parents, it's a lot of parents sharing word of mouth. We don't do a lot of marketing because our programs tend to fill pretty quickly. So it's word of mouth of parents. And some kids are like, Hey, I'm a computer kid. I don't really do nature. And I'm like, great. Well, let's go over here first and do some, we're gonna get them engaged in things by the end of the week. They're like, that was the best week of my life. Just being out the side and away from screens and just engaging and swimming. And I kind of treat it as like, you know, let's not bring all the world problems into this, because I think the kids get bombarded with so many problems in our culture and world and the environment that I want this to be a sanctuary for them to just kind of be children of the earth, so to speak, and just kind of have fun and just experience it and have challenges of like making a fire or something like that and then figuring out why it didn't work and then trying it again and being like stoked when they get it. So
1: well and and understanding the science behind why that works, or rather than having to to read in a old textbook about butterflies going out there and finding the habitat, yeah. why do they come to certain plants, how they migrate yeah. so far in some cases um and of yeah. course, in Virginia, that would be the the monarch was it the tiger- the tiger swallowtail isn't that the the yeah. state butterfly? look at that yeah um, <laughs> good pull, so yeah I think it's always interesting when people kind of almost roll their eyes at, at some of these programs yeah. and they realize this is actually a really fantastic way to learn um right. but yeah. but as yeah, gap I mean, years the, have as gap years have kind of come back again you've got this interesting new opportunity for folks can you talk about the deeper roots yeah. program and what brought that to be
2: yeah, I mean, I, one, real quick is our overarching philosophy is build curiosity and connection with these different things, and the information about butterflies, so to speak, will come in time when the kid's into yeah. it. But if you try to throw them information, no kid's like, wow, that's a really neat fact. I now like butterflies. Right. You know, it's <laughs> usually like they, they get that connection, and then it's amazing. Like, I don't they don't even know where they got all their knowledge from all of a sudden. But it just floods in, and I think a lot of education gets it backwards. Um, so the gap year, I when I was 19, 18, 19, graduating high school, I had no idea what I wanted. Most kids I knew went to college, and I grew up in Baltimore, and they were on some track, whether it's a take over the family company or something like that. And I just like I don't want any of this um, right now. I don't know what I wanted, so. I did a gap year and did a program and out in the woods, and it just reset my whole thing. And I learned skills, and my confidence went up. And for me, and I've seen that with other kids I've worked with. It's just like take a pause, be mindful of what you're doing, have some cool experiences, and share it with others as well as, you know, tend to my – like figure out what I want. And so we're here aiming to like provide that experience for these kids because I think it's it's a pre, it's a tough time of life, not knowing what you wanted or what you want. And that I see a lot. I work with a lot of adults, and I see like thirty, forty year olds being like, I have no idea how I got here, but I don't love it.
0: Yeah, and just to let our listeners know, a gap year is uh, that break time. You're taking a break between yeah. high school graduation. You don't yeah. know if you want to be a engineer, a teacher, a whatever, and you take yeah. a break. A lot of people yeah. go get jobs. A lot of people do other things temporarily for that one year. Right. They work at the ski resort. But this, Deeper Roots, is an opportunity to stay engaged academically for that nine-month yeah. period. Um, Correct, And then you may, quote unquote, find yourself or find what you want to do or have more direction.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I think um, there's a danger in that time, too, that people could just drift and not really dig in. And I wouldn't be where I am today without mentors that stepped into my life and stuck by my side, sometimes for 10 or 15 years. Just kind of helping, ask questions. Never told me what to do. They just would, you know. They knew I knew in my own natural intelligence that I knew what to do next, but I didn't know how to ask the right question. Maybe so. That's why we're really into the mentoring model of just, you know, hold space for these kids or um, you know young adults, and you know our, some of our hopes is have them come out with what are their what values do they really believe in because i think a lot of people don't know what they really value and i think life's really hard to navigate well without regret if you don't know your values and how to act on them and just having those and just group experiences where they learn to work together and as well as individual challenges where they learn about themselves and some kids might be like you know i realize i'm really lazy it's like well sweet that's actually a killer observation what's the way that we you know and help them try to navigate a different approach so they're they don't have that same story that's not serving them well, play in their head, and I think that's what mentors can do as well as teach a lot about nature and we do you know we do some lectures, we tell a lot of stories because stories are I think the next best thing to from experience itself and help them digest what they're learning because I think without digesting what they're learning, it doesn't always land well and you're or, doing as, the, as, as you're do, you're
1: doing all of this great learning and teaching and mentoring in the Blue Ridge Mountains in the southern end of the Shenandoah Valley in a very, you know, ecologically and biologically diverse part of the yeah. country. What are some of the kind of hallmark courses or events of the Deeper Roots Gap Year program that really kind of set this apart?
2: Right. Um so I mean there's a natural history component where we will dive in and learn the plants and how to learn plants and we'll do animal tracking and You know, study weather and kind of all the different pieces of natural history, get to know the birds and how like even birds can like indicate that there's a predator nearby because of the way they signal about a predator because their lives depend on it. So they communicate those alarms and teach them how to read those kind of rippling effects on the landscape. But we also mix in like earth skills or survival skills, like say if I just took away everything you had and handed you a knife or take away the knife and you went out just as you are what would you do in this environment? What can you eat? Where can you make rope? How, what woods can you use for making a fire by rubbing sticks together? And in that, I find like, sure, my hope is, I doubt many people will go and say I've, I've done a bunch of survival trips, but I I know some of them won't. But there's something about the simplicity that that brings back. Like wow, I I feel like I needed all these. I needed three cars. I wanted this big job. I wanted all these different things that complicate life sometimes. And I think the Earth skills really helps them like hone in to like what are what do I really need and and also a lot of creativity. They're like oh if I did this if I use leaves for a survival shelter I can also use leaves in my stuff in my clothing to be warm if i really needed to and just it teaches them really creative thinking and how to interact with the environment and and nature is a pretty honest teacher it doesn't sit there and be like i don't like that kid i'm going to pick on him or anything like that It just kind of it just does its thing and we we can adapt to it and learn a ton about ourselves and the, the environment by interacting and using the i, I think it's very really hard to learn a lot about plants if you're not utilizing it somehow so I think that's where it sticks, and they really build that relationship and connection. So that's our one of our hopes is that they build this deep relationship. And my experience is that it's the students that have left us that have gone on to be environmental lawyers or become ed- outdoor educators or ecotherapists or different roles like that. So we hope to expose everyone to, like, what are the options if you want nature to be a part of your life? Where can you make a livable wage doing what you love?
0: That's Hub Not Living Earth Schools co-founder and director talking about uh, deeper roots that's coming up. You can learn out learn more at livingearthva.org about deeper roots immersion and the gap year. Yeah. Hub, thank yeah. you so much for yep. jumping in with us here on the Carolina yep. Outdoors. We're ready to yeah. take our gap year.
2: Great. Well, come on up. <laughs> <It's> pretty <laughs> nice up here right now. So. Well, thanks for being on. We'll have to
0: get you back on, too, to do it again and learn more every time. With Wes Lawson and Bill Bartee, this is the Carolina Outdoors.